welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack Athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back another week, another edition of The Howler, Ethan Berry, Thomerson, Thomas Overton alongside you. Once again, BJ Terrian on the intro. Uh, Thomas, how goes it? Oh, it does go, you know. I'm glad we are able to sit down and record before the state plays the NIT game tonight. If we were going to do it after, it's just going to be Ethan ranting because I might not have a voice. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, I definitely wanted to do. Uh, definitely wanted to get it done before the game. We've already missed. Well, we haven't missed, but two games have already happened, and then you have tonight, obviously, and then next week, um, we'll we'll probably be doing it if state advances to New York. Um, We'll do it before, because uh, I'll be out of town the rest of the week, so we'll have to do it on Monday. But uh, this week, we'll start with the NIT. What are your, uh, how do you feel about the NIT so far? Well, I think that uh, my first overall thought is there's a lot of there's a lot of energy, and it seems a lot of passion from the team um, and Kevin Keith. So I think they have accepted that it's just a chance to get better. Um, they enjoy playing and want to be in this position to compete for an NIT championship. So. You like to see that um, from the group of uh, young men coming out to play instead of just, you know, pouting around and taking one loss and calling it a day. So that's exciting. I think the fans definitely enjoy it, obviously, being in Reynolds Coliseum. You know, it's a tough ticket in town, absolutely ridiculous. So it's it's fun. I think it's fun. So Is the team, are they that interested? Well, they're winning. So does that count? Yeah, they're winning. They're not beating good teams, and they're barely getting by. They, how about they seem interested? They seem glance. interested. I, I, I wonder if the crowd is really what's pushing them through. I, I was telling my, my dad and brother the other day, I was like, what, don't you think in basketball probably Las Vegas is going to give, it's probably around three or four points to the home team. That's what they say, yeah. I would say Reynolds is almost good for six, seven, or eight points. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So. I mean, they, they've nearly lost each of the last two games right? against teams that are not not really that good. Right. Like, they're not top 100 teams in the country. No. And, um, yeah, so I, I don't know. They're winning, so that's good, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I still don't know how to feel about the NIT. I can't remember the last time State was in the NIT. Wasn't it, like, 2009 or something? It's been – I don't think Godfrey was in the NRT ever. No, he wasn't. So it was Sydney Lowe. Sydney Lowe. Sure. Um, yeah, so. I, I, I'm just not excited at all about the NIT. I, like, I can tell. I hope – you know, it, it's good for them that they, they right. get to play. They wanted to keep playing. That was what they said. They Like, Keats gave the players an option. Do you want to play or not? And they said, yeah. And if you say, yeah, if you're a team like NC State and you say, yeah, you expect them to come out and do well. But as a fan, I'm just I'm just not that into it, I guess. Like, if they win, great. If right. they lose, okay. Right, that's fair enough. So. I mean, I, and, and like you said, I think it's a good chance to get better. Right. Like, these are high-pressure games that – I mean, to be frank, these are the type of non-conference games State needed this year. Right. Instead of just loading up on, you know, who's he, what's he university um, and beating them by 45. So th- these are exactly the type of non-conference games that State needs in November and December. And it would make your, your resume look better, too. So um, that's good. They've beaten two good offensive teams who are not good defensively. Right. And then tonight they play uh, Lipscomb who is good on offense, they're good on defense, and they are fast. Right. So, um, I was looking at Lipscomb's schedule. I think 
I think they lost to Liberty three times, so obviously Liberty tournament team, and they lost to Clemson um, at Clemson. So, But other than that, they've won most of their games, so I think they're a good ball team, but we'll see. No, they're definitely a good ball team. Right. They're, t they're top 45 on Ken Palm, I think. Um, they're – they're up there for sure. I think it'll be a good a good matchup for state. Yeah, they are. Let me pull it up. They're forty third on Ken Palm, forty eighth on offense, forty sixth on defense, and fourteenth uh, in pace of play. Just for reference, Hofstra was ninety one, seventeen on offense, and two sixty on defense, and Harvard was one fifteen overall, one forty seven on offense. 99 on defense. So there you go. Yeah. UNC, UNC Greensboro, who apparently was better than State and then got waxed by 30 by Lipscomb. Right. Comes in at 88th overall, 139 on offense, 74 on defense. All right. All right I'm not going to keep getting into these because it's just making me mad. St. John's is 86th. Okay. There he goes. All right. Um, I think State had – we'll go back to Sunday night against Harvard – in the first half before Markel Johnson sat down with two fouls, you know, the offense is really clicking. If they get those steals and deflections that they look for, obviously we saw, what, two dunks in a row and then a layup or something. So to stretch as 24 to 12 before Markel sat down. So you want to see them play like that. Probably not the whole game. You might not be able to yeah. keep that up the whole game. Um, but more than just those, like, two or three minutes. Um, Lipscomb's very good offensively, as we've been saying, field goal percentage-wise and um, Assist-wise, so State's going to have to buckle down defensively and just make them probably shoot from the cheap seats. So. I think it's interesting. Um, State has dropped a little bit in the Ken Palm rankings, um, but not that it matters at this point. But um, 16 Sweet 16 teams, guess how many of them are in the top 16 in Ken Palm? Okay, I saw the net, but it probably should be around the same. I think there were the top 12 in the net. So I'm going to say about 12 or 13, 14 Kempom. 14. The top oh. 14 teams Look in Kempom all advanced. Amazing how that happens. Wisconsin was 15th. Iowa State was 16th. And then the two teams who weren't in the top 14 who made it are LSU and Oregon. LSU is 19th and Oregon is 27th. So all relatively And Oregon high. is 15th in defense. Right. So the worst defensive team who made it to the Sweet 16 is LSU at 50. Auburn at 45, and everybody else is top 33. One, uh, let me count this up. I wish I knew six, where you were going. I'd six of the top 10 defensive teams in the country made it 11th, 12th, and 15th. Actually, seven of the top 10. Seven of the top 10 made it. Seven of the top 10 defensive teams made it. State's 50th in defense. They've been. They've been. Higher than that this right. year. Um, so th that's interesting to me. State's got to keep getting better on defense. Yeah. But they made a lot of really big strides last year. Last year, I want to say, I don't even think State was in the top 100 in defense. Let me see. Uh, 109. State was 109th in defense. That's a big jump. Right. 59th. Yeah. They've jumped 59 spots so far. We'll see how they do tonight. They may drop a few more, but. That's a really good jump, especially considering the team, tur the roster turnover you had, and to me, that's where state needs to get better. Uh, defensively. Defensively. Yeah. If you want to make a run in the tournament in future years, like next year, state's going to have like four or five seniors. Well, they got to be better defensively. They're, uh, what did I say? 
52nd this year, and the only two teams lower than 33rd have made the Sweet 16. So State has to make another jump next year if they want to start right. making runs. They need know, to get more towards the top 30, don't you think? I, yeah, top 30 minimum, I would say. Okay. I mean, most of these teams are inside the top 20. Right. Purdue, Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU are the only teams outside of the top 20 who made the Sweet 16. So so defense wins and, ball games. And those, those teams are 5th, 3rd, 6th, and 13th on offense. So you got to be you got to be elite on offense or defense. Right. State is not elite at either this year. No. 38 and 52, which is good. Right. But it's not win games in the tournament good. So uh so there you go. There's my there's my thoughts on Ken Palm and the tournament so far. It was a pretty straightforward weekend, I thought. I mean, not many big upsets. Right. Oregon made it to the Sweet 16. Um Do you have I, that one? I, I yeah, I did have that one. I had the Anteaters, so you we were close. Yeah. Um, and they Oregon beat Wisconsin. Right. So, um, which is something you really like to see. Right. Because Wisconsin never. I, I saw something on Twitter. I have to say this. I'm sorry. I said uh, Wisconsin's trip to the NCAA tournament was a big <laughs> flop. <laughs> good. I knew you, you've probably seen that, but I knew yeah. you were going to laugh again at it. So Yeah, good. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Um, we'll see what happens tonight. I think State's going to lose. Um, Lipscomb, I think, just probably wants it more, and and I don't think that's a bad thing, right? Like, I I don't think you can use the NCAA or the NIT to say to question a team's heart or effort or anything like that. Like I I just to me I don't know if you want to like I think I said this last week. If you're hype about the NIT, good for you. If you're not, that's fine too. Right? Like I, it it doesn't matter. So, um. Yeah, I, I think the crowd really pulled State. Well, my what I think happened was State was just kind of iffy, right? Effort-wise, and then you feel the crowd, and they and they start to get going, and I think that is what may have happened. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I I don't really buy into the whole the NIT helps you for next year, other than playing more together. Right. And you it gives you more practice time, kind of like a bowl, right? Where right. you get like the bowl, like sure, if you're six and six, a bowl, whatever. But you get the more practice time. That's what's important. Right. Not so much the experience of playing in a bowl game. Like right. that, that's not going to help you next year. Just extra practice time. Yeah, so, definitely agree. So, uh, yeah. So, a- anything else on on um, basketball so far? This is probably going to be a pretty short podcast. We can move to women's basketball. We can move to women's basketball. I wish there were Ken Palm for for women's basketball. Yes. I'm going to sound pretty stupid if there is, but I don't think so. I feel I like know. I feel like I would have heard of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a women it's just a um uh formula. So I don't I don't know why there's not one. Let me see if I can find one. Um but yeah, so the woman, did you go to the game on Monday? Yes. Yeah, as did I. Um it w- it was loud. Yeah. Um I think C- coach Moore said said it after the game. All right, there's no Ken Palm, but there's an RPI, not that RPI means anything. Yeah, that's extremely outdated, evidently. Yeah. So we've it, been it told. Is. It, yeah, it is. What was what's Coach Moore saying? Um, he talked about how they had higher expectations for the crowd. Right. Like state, I think they sold out like three of the last five. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Games, yeah. I believe. And there was it was maybe half full. Right. Agreed. And I know there are some bad seats. There really are, but it is like you. 
when you've sold out three of the last four, you got a team hosting the first and second rounds for the second year in a row. Right. Like, you expect more yes. than just a half-full arena for the second round against a big-name team, Kentucky. And I, I, I get it from a fan's perspective, too, because there's been so many – so much going on. Right. Like you had the the men's game the night before. And so it's tough to pick. Like, you get what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's also, sorry, a Monday at a 7. Right. If that had anything to do with it. Um, I think like it you, definitely had something to do like with it. And like you were saying, if you were at the men's game last, the first round, Tuesday, right. and then turn around, women's play Saturday, men's Sunday, yeah. women Monday. It's like, I mean. Busy day for the Reynolds crew. Right. So. so. I, I get it. I, I get it from both sides. I get why Coach Moore is disappointed, but, you know, hopefully next year they can host again. Right. And, um, you know, the men won't be hosting the NIT. So right. it'll work out for everybody. And then you have, you've had Canes games too, right? Yes. Didn't the Canes Lots play of Canes Monday games night? at home. So Canes played Sunday night at home. Oh, okay. Tuesday. Because that would take away from women's basketball at least right. a few. I believe so also. Yeah. But uh, anyway, big win or a couple big wins for them. Um, I I usually fill out a women's bracket. I didn't get to it this year. Okay. Um, but did you have state in the Sweet Sixteen? I I would have had state okay. in the Elite Eight probably. Yeah. All right. So one more win. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So went over Kentucky. Went over Maine. State played really well on um, Monday night. And and yes. since they're down so many players. They they get into stretches where they struggle offensively, right? And that is where, like that that is when the season is going to end. They're going to go through some eight minute stretch where they score like one basket, right? And um, it almost happened a couple times, yes. But they were able to, uh, they were able to a, Kentucky shot like twenty percent from three, right? Uh, but they were they were able to limit those stretches. So they would get like two four five minutes, and then they would score a couple baskets and and get themselves out of it. Um, but you know, th that's just what happens when you've lost so many good players. But, um, I was impressed. They shot like 50% from three. Yeah. 10 for 21. They had a yeah. great opening uh, period. So women play in quarters. Yeah. Uh, 25 points in the, in the first quarter. I mean, for a team that's only going to go six deep. Right. Um, and barely that really, uh, that's really good. I, and you could kind of feel that maybe they were starting to get a little tired. Obviously you saw that in the second quarter. Um, yeah. Kentucky trying to speed things up. Obviously, State's only going to play five, hardly six players. Um, I mean, they don't even play six, really, right. only when there's foul trouble. Yeah, so if you're playing the same five, obviously the other team's game plan is make you run, run, run. Yeah. Um, and State was able to keep up. And, and that's what Kentucky does. I think State was in the lead the whole game or was, yeah. or was tied maybe one time. but And then that fourth quarter, man, they just turned it on and played great. And I ended up it almost yeah. it almost felt like a blowout even though it wasn't. Yeah. Um, but State, excellent from the three-point line. It was crazy. 10 for 21 is really, really good. So I mean, if State shoots 10 for 21, they're going to win a lot of games. Right. Um, and uh, that's generally been the downfall because they've only got two consistent shooters, Kiara Leslie and Ace Koenig. Right. Those are your two shooters. And other than that, there's nobody else who you feel great shooting a three. Um, but... Uh, yeah, you know, good for them. Uh, they they got Iowa on Saturday. I don't know a whole lot about Iowa. I don't – I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do. I was pretty surprised to hear that they're good. Um, and I felt I, – I thought I thought it would be a good opportunity for the women to to get to the Elite Eight. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you anything about Iowa because I don't know. But um, 
it's not a team like Baylor or Connecticut right. or Louisville or Notre Dame or um, who else is just good year in and year out, you know? So yeah. it's like, okay, we're not playing one of those name brand teams. Like, all right, maybe we can do like a Mississippi State or South right. Carolina, something like that. But I think what State has going for them is they, they get a lot of rest time, you know, Monday night all the way through. It's very it's an early tip, but yeah, well, like it's either 11 or 11.30 on Saturday. Yeah. And it's only in Greensboro, so – Probably a bus ride Friday. And I don't really know, but so and you know it's going to be a home game for yeah, State. Yeah, you're trying to take advantage of some of that rest period for those those five six players that play. Yeah, um, and just come out and obviously play your best. And hopefully, if that three ball is going, I think um, State can win. Obviously, if they struggle from shooting percentage, then it could be it could be a rough day. So yeah, Alyssa Kinane is um, she's really good. Right. She I I don't know how many times you've gotten to watch her play. Four I think five. I think she may go down as, yeah, like she's on a fast track to top five women's basketball players in NC State history. Right, and I could easily see her making an argument for being number one. And and she's only a freshman. Right, but she's played a lot of minutes too. I mean, forty minutes a game, probably. Yeah, probably almost. Which is every good because she's staying month, out of foul so. trouble. Yeah. Well, she no, they don't usually play her forty. Okay. They don't usually play her all forty. The games uh, I watch, she's played at least 38. So yeah, no, she's up there, but they do rotate a little yeah. bit, um, which is weird. Like I, I, I don't understand why they don't rotate more. I, I just think they're asking for trouble when you come down the stretch of the fourth quarter. I mean, even if you're just making 30 second subs right before a timeout or something like that, like every little bit helps when you're only running five players. But um, you know, kudos to them. Sweet 16, you got um, Iowa. And then I'm not sure who Baylor plays. Do you know? They play in the in the Sweet 16. So State would most likely play Baylor. Right. But um, obviously Baylor has to win, too, if State can get by. I think State will win. I, I, right. I do. I think, um, you know, maybe Karma will come back and help him out this time because Karma has been so brutal with the injuries this year. Um, I think State gets it done. I think State is going to win. Um Win on Saturday, beat Iowa, and then it'd either be Baylor or South Carolina on a oh South Carolina on Monday. Oh, okay, I got so. you. On Monday, what time is the game on Monday? Because they have it to be determined. Oh, okay. Um, I may try to head down there for that, but uh, yeah. So Baylor, South Carolina, um, and, and I think having a home crowd will help. Right. Um, Iowa's gonna come a long way. Right. So I went to Iowa this summer. Well, I went to Nebraska, but like they're the almost the same, right? The airport's in Iowa, so right? It's pretty far. Yeah. Um, so yeah, congratulations to them. Um, we'll see how far Kira Leslie and Dee Dee Rogers, who were both spectacular the other night, right? Um, we'll see how far they can keep it going. Um, yeah. Um, baseball. Baseball. I. I <sighs> I, I don't know what else to say. Um, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say fantastic's a nice word. So far, what is it, 23 and 1, 22 and 1, 24 and 1? 24 now. One, one loss. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like you see the record and it's like, oh, okay, like that's – like you see kind of weird records in college all the time. Right. But like 24 and 1, like State was would have gone – would have I don't I couldn't find lists of like longest winning streaks in college baseball, but as far as like in the MLB, 
they would have been like that would have been one of the ten best winning streaks in MLB history. Right. And like I wanna say it was like eight of them. Actually I can pull it up. Um They've just been they've been Yeah, great. State uh, swept Miami for the first time I think I read in school history. Away yeah. at least. Away. Yeah. Um and so you knew that when you won the first state won the first series against Florida State but didn't sweep and we both projected um a state win but without the sweep, so um yeah. they swept Pitt, um and then swept Minnesota obviously. So you're wondering how the first road series was gonna go in the conference, um and to come away with a sweep, um that's really impressive. So. Of a decent Miami team, right? Not a great Miami team. Not a not but a. But decent. Miami's always decent. So. Yeah, here's the long. State won 19 in a row. Here's the n- nine teams have won 19 in a row in MLB history. 1916, 1880, 1935, 1884, 1884, 1906, 1947, 2002, 2017. So, two teams in the last 85 years have won as many MLB games. MLB teams have won as many games in a row as they did. That's crazy. Right. And, um, you know, kudos to them uh, for doing that. They've got uh, Virginia this weekend. Uh, they hammered a good Elon team, a, g- a good right. Elon team that probably will win their conference. Um, Twenty-one to two yesterday, um, and they got NCA and T actually right now. Their first pitch should be any minute. But uh, yeah, there's not much else to say. They've they've dominated. They've won close games. They've um, done everything that's been asked of them. And here's the thing. A couple of these close one-run games are going to go the other way at some point. I think they're like 10-0 and 0 in one-run games, 11-0. Right. and 0. Right. And that's just not, that's not sustainable, right. obviously. But when you have a good bullpen and you have experience in those games, you're going to have a good chance winning those down the road. And that's what State has. They have a good bullpen, and they've gotten experience here in the first month of winning those type of games. So, um, you know, They've got a two-game lead on everybody in terms of uh, winning the ACC. They've got Virginia and BC next two weeks. That's a chance to expand your lead right. before Louisville comes to town. Um, so the next two weeks are going to be next three weeks are going to be pretty big. That's going to be a chance for State to build the lead that they've got against two teams that are probably not NCAA tournament teams, and then you have Louisville, who will probably be State's top competition to win the ACC. Um, but yeah, they've got as good a chance as any state team has in a in a while right. of winning. Even last year's team, like they didn't sweep many teams, so they never really put themselves in a great position. Right, like they put themselves in a position where they had to keep winning series because they didn't sweep anybody. This year's team can afford to win one of three against like UNC at the end, and that could still be enough. Right, because they've built themselves a lead two. It's not easy to build a two-game lead through nine games, especially against the type of teams like Louisville, Clemson, Florida State. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah, um, they've got a good chance. Like I said, two more series. If you can have a three-game lead at the halfway point, and then you've got Louisville and Clemson at home in the second half, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, the bats are hot right now. Lots of runs um, for the Wolfpack, and then Jason Parker Friday. Reed Johnson Saturday, and it seems Michael Beanline Sunday, and that might stick. What are your thoughts on that? Those three. Uh, 
yeah, Beeline's not going to be the Sunday guy. Okay. Um, they're still trying to find somebody, I right. think. I know. Um, but it's, yeah, Parker Friday. Right. Johnson Saturday. Yeah. And then it doesn't even really matter. It hasn't yeah. mattered so far because the bullpen is so deep. Right. I was going to say, is there room to maybe not have one set uh, Sunday starter set in stone and maybe rotate week in and week out based off what you just think maybe? I, I don't think that's a great – Okay. I, I, I don't think you rotate. I think you just pick a guy and say, hey, go give us three innings. Right. And I think Kane and Silver might be that guy where they just say, hey, go give us three innings. Alec Barger, who's one of the more talented guys on in the pitching staff, looked great yesterday against Elon – Five innings, one earned run, and like ten strikeouts. Um, so that's a guy who, if he becomes your Sunday guy, you feel really good. But Parker and Johnson have been so good that it hasn't mattered because they've gone five, six innings, and the bull they've had it built up a good lead. The bullpen has been able to save it, and then they've got so many guys that they can just use um, whoever they want on Sunday. Right. And uh, so it's been a good start there. Um, so they've got Virginia this weekend, like I said, NC A&T today, who's going to be a good test. Uh, A&T beat South Carolina yesterday, and uh, it's a good team. They're probably going to win their conference, MEAC. Um, and uh, so, yeah, State State needs some help from their non-conference teams. They they I don't know if I've talked about this on here. State played a good non-conference schedule, but those teams have not backed them up. Like Minnesota's under 500. Right. That was a team that was – uh, went to Super Regionals last year. Um, you have another team, Coastal. Coastal has played well. Right. Um, but, like, Campbell, Elon, um, Kent State, like, those are teams who are going to be at the top of their conference, but they haven't really gotten into conference play yet, so they just look mediocre because they're playing better teams. Yeah, you still have um, A&T today, South Carolina, Coastal yeah. again, UNCW twice, um, Tennessee Tech, and then Radford for an out-of-conference series, yeah. so. I mean, UNCW and Texas Tech are both really good. Were both really good teams last year. Tennessee Tech got about as close to Omaha as you can without actually making it. But this year, they're they've dropped off a, off a lot. Um, and UNCW, uh, same thing. They they almost won their the ECU regional actually, and um, but they fell short and they've uh, lost a lot too. So they're not they're not at the same point as they were last year, but. It's been a good non-conference schedule, but at the same time, those non-conference teams have to win um, for State to look better in the RPI, which unfortunately they still use in baseball. So uh, that, that'll that be my baseball for the week. I'll try to keep it relatively short. Yeah. Um, I guess we can go ahead and do some predictions. Uh, I've got State losing tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a close W again So for State. Another close one? Yes. Okay. Uh, women's basketball, win loss. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then basketball, ba- uh, baseball. So win today. Um, Virginia, series win, but I'm torn between two and three. So we'll see. If the bats are hot, I think a sweep. Um, if you struggle once, then two wins, one loss. So I think. Um, I think actually, I think State loses today. Okay, and then sweeps Virginia. It's weird. The way the RPI works, and this is how stupid this metric is, you're better off losing some games. Right. Because, like, if NCA and T, I want to say is like 145 in the RPI, if they beat State today, they probably jump 30 spots. Right. 
Maybe not 30, but like 15, 20. Yeah. And so and you're helping out. And then they look much better. Yeah. And your non-conference schedule looks that much better. Crazy how that happens. And especially teams like Elon and UNCW that you play twice. Like, Elon is 110, I think. They've got to get into 100 to be quad two. So right now it's two quad three wins instead of if State went one and one, they would have a quad two win, which is probably better than two quad three wins. Funny. Yeah. So, sounds I don't like, know. I, sounds I think like politics. Yeah, I think State might lose today. but um, not Like we were saying, obviously not the end of the world, especially a non-conference no. game. Um, and, and State so. has built up so much of a uh, room for error. Like right. last year they didn't necessarily have it. No. This year at 24-1, and one, you've got plenty of room. Like dropping a midweek road game against a, a team that probably wins their conference is not going to hurt you. It's just not. Right. Um, uh, most midweek losses aren't going to hurt you. The midweek losses you have to avoid are the ones against teams who are really bad, like George Mason, Towson, um, and the series, like the big, the Radford and Bucknell, like those are the teams you can't lose to. NCA and T is not one of those teams. Right. So, um, so who, who's going to, uh, MLB opening days today or tomorrow, who's going to lose to the Red Sox in the world series? The Durham Bulls. Nice. <laughs> I don't watch um, the MLB. Definitely not for a lack of um, interest in baseball, but I don't really feel like being a Braves fan or a, a Nats fan. Um, and just uh, how many games are in the series in a season? Excuse 162. me. One hundred sixty-two. Yeah, I don't have one hundred sixty-two evenings to to keep up. So I do. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, maybe one day if there's a team closer to Raleigh, I might pick it up. But they're trying to get a baseball. I can only team watch but so many sports. Watching all state athletics. Um, Hopefully, pull the Hurricanes to to Stanley Cup playoffs for the first time in a decade. So, um, and then after the Dallas Cowboys and you know golf and NASCAR, there's no room for baseball. Sorry. So. Wow, that's harsh. Yeah, I do have 162 nights to watch baseball. Yeah, so. The Braves, right? Or the Reds? Yeah, the Red Sox. Well, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, anything else? I think that'll about do it. So. All right. Sounds good. We'll be back. We'll be back next Monday, actually, because I'll be out of town. Aren't After you so that, special? Week. Yeah, yeah. Don't have to be in class for the rest of the week. I was about to say, I thought you did. Yeah. yeah. All right. That'll do it for us. Make sure you check out again next week for another edition of The Howler. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.